Hey guys, it's David here, back again with another episode and cerebral palsy and fitness. And today I have Eric Couture, who's a uh, who's a who's a professional wrestling manager. He's a a blackjack dealer. Uh, I guess he works at a major casino, and he's also um, and um, he's also a former magician. So it's quite it's quite interesting to hear his story. He's 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 also known as the one of the few wrestlers with autism. So I'm looking forward to learn to learning his story and just hearing how he came about his everything. So Ed, take it away, man. Thank you for being on the show. Oh, you're much welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, it's an honor to be here for sure. Um, growing up, there really wasn't much known about Asperger's syndrome. It was a very, very limited, very unknown condition um we were just known as slow we were just known as very smart but awkward um socially whatever and it wasn't until i was like about 20 or so years old that i actually got diagnosed with it so how did you uh while you were in school how did you feel i guess i guess socially it must have been a little bit difficult since you had to do things a bit differently and i guess social groups are probably yeah they were very difficult growing up in school um one thing i've always had was a love of television um so i got to watch you know social interaction on tv and that was almost how i learned how to interact in real life basically it was hard um thank god for athletics athletics really saved my life i was a high school basketball player high school soccer player um, played one year of college basketball. That saved my life. That helped me with a lot of my social skills. So you were pretty much a, a multi, a, 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 a double athlete. You were you were into basketball. You were into soccer. Um, yeah. And uh, with and did this like I guess this opened up a whole new world for you. Help you. Absolutely. And do you, you know and kind of yourself with being around people yeah I, I have to thank special olympics for that that actually that taught me a lot special olympics taught me a lot when i was younger and um i people always told me you can't go you know into high school you can't go into you know high school sports after that i'm actually writing a book now called thank you for telling me no because all those people who told me no they gave me the incentive to just go out there and do everything Exactly, brother. That's 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 awesome. You know, it's a, it's like I always say. You know, it's um it's the people that are negative towards you, don't support you, that kind of help you uh, achieve your goals in the first place. You know, absolutely. Um, and then I did you? I know you mentioned you were also a former bowler. So are, are you so? currently doing that or is it just something you can't really do much of anymore yeah my knees are kind of shot now um in my 50s i've had a few strokes i've had like four four mini strokes in the last year um unfortunately I had to yeah i'm trying to get back into it but i had to give up for a while my my knees on my left side couldn't hold up but um, I'm still doing some sports. I'm actually, I've competed twice in the World Amateur Billiards Championship. I play pool two to three nights a week. Um, and that, 
fuels my love of athletics. My love That's of awesome, competition. man. I've had to play pool and pool, and it's uh, it can be pretty difficult using one hand. So, but I try to manage. You know, I try to play a little bit when I when I'm out there here or there. Uh, and then, of course, I got into when I was five years old. My grandfather um showed me my first wrestling match, and that that fueled that for life. Um, I went to my first card when I was, I think, nine years old. It was 1978. Uh, the first card I went to was the day Bob Backlund won the won his world title, and I was completely hooked on wrestling from then on. I was hooked before that, but watching it live, I said, I want to do that one day. That's and, awesome, man. Yeah. Then I went into training like about, I want to say, almost 20 years ago. And I, it was so hard for some, it's the physical aspects of professional wrestling are so difficult. Um, you, but lucky for me, I had, um, I had also taken classes in improv comedy training. So I was able to use that as in my love of the history of wrestling to become a wrestling manager. Did you, did, uh, I guess, did your disability in any way, shape or form uh, did it impact your, I guess, wrestling training? Did you have any difficulty because of it at all? Or did you, did, did it help you persevere? Into it this? helped me persevere, but it also had some difficulties. Um, professional wrestlers are kind of, uh, they're a different sort of people. Um, there, there are bullies in wrestling. There are bullies backstage. There are wonderful people backstage. Um, learning how to overcome the bullies and you know become make them your friends, and then learning how to use people who are your friends to go forward, that helped a lot. That really, really did. Um, I had some great trainers. Um, a gentleman um, named Justin Cage. I had a heart attack in the ring when I was about, I want to say, my mid thirties. He took me in, gave me a place to stay, got me to lose 100 pounds, which was amazing. Um, he taught me all about wrestling. Uh, Justin's been uh, a tag team partner of Matt Hardy in New York. He's been had matches with Shane Helms, uh, uh, Jerry Lynn. He's good friends with him. And really, he used his knowledge and his his compassion of wrestling to teach someone who had struggling physically, but emotionally had more love of the sport than anybody around. And I can never thank him enough for that. That's, that's beautiful, man. So do you, do you have, do you credit him for, I guess, your success in the, in the wrestling industry? In some Absolutely. Absolutely. There are others as well. Um, gentlemen by the name of Rick Love and, um, Kevin Rhodes, they they helped me out in a federation. Um, on the side, they were the owners of one of the federations. They helped me out. Uh, a gentleman named Frank Goodman helped me out for a little bit. Um, but uh, Reggie Brown, Joey Santiago, all guys who took me in. But Justin's the one that showed me the love, showed me the passion, um, gave me a spot in life to really 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 succeed and one of the things that justin did was he didn't sugarcoat anything if i did something wrong he told me you're doing something wrong he you know he would 
He didn't treat me like an autistic person. He treated me like a person. And that was one of the biggest things I will tell anybody out there. If you're working with autistic people, treat them like people, not autistic people. Exactly. And the thing that I don't define somebody by their label, but de define somebody by their actions of what they do, uh, regardless of career or just um, just anything in general. You know, at the end of the day, whether we have a label or not, we're still human. We're Absolutely. still the same. Absolutely. Um, and and all that has just you know it's really pushed me to all all the things I've done. Um, the movie Forrest Gump was a real inspiration to me. A man with little a little to no IQ, with braces on his legs, who went to war, who ran for pre who um, met the president, did all these things. And he didn't care what people thought about him. He just went out and did them because that's what he was supposed to do. And that was a real inspiration to me about that. That is that is awesome, man. And um, I know you. Uh, so, and so, what would be the highlight of your, I guess, wrestling? I guess professional wrestling career as far as a manage manage uh, being a manager. Did you ever? Did you ever win any, any championships? Um, yeah, my guys won championships. That's um, awesome. A couple of guys. My two highlights, I would say, my three highlights. One was the night I managed to cold Scorpio. Actually, a famous um, NWA star and ECW star. My awesome. second one was when we did a – we were running a, I guess you could say, a line where the – the job, almost like the job squad for the ECW. We were doing that in um in a promotion, and we were complaining about how we were treated. All the New Jack came in and to do an interview with us. And if anyone knows New Jack, working with him is something you'll never forget, no matter what you do. And I know it's it's an incredible, it's an incredible story you told me about him. So it's he's a very interesting character. So, yeah. but that's that's good though. You know, you encounter so many different personalities, and that's yeah. the thing about professional wrestling. But the number one thing I did for sure was actually competed in a wrestling match alongside my trainer. That was that was the epitome. He may not be as famous as the others, but he did everything for me. He's the one who made that, and being able to compete alongside him was amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, that is um that is incredible and um you know to have to have you on this show is really awesome because I don't really I've been venturing out to meet different people you know and you're pretty much the first professional uh, professional wrestler so to say yeah. that I have on the show that I've interviewed so it's it's awesome you know and I've I've always wanted to interview you know professional wrestlers or anybody out there that has. Mm -hmm a unique story to share. So um, I, your story I'll is awesome. What, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. I'll tell you what, I would love to have my trainer talk to you one day and, and just tell his story because he's got an amazing story himself. Yeah, he definitely. Really uh, get me his information if you can, and I can I, reach out to him. I will. I will absolutely do that. Um, but it's not just wrestling. Um, any passion I've had that somebody told me I couldn't do, that's where I thank him. Um, 
I love playing games. Uh, in Connecticut, the world's biggest casino is uh, Foxwoods Casino in Connecticut. And people say you're autistic, you can't, you know, you can't go work there. I ended up being a, a casino dealer in the highest limit room in the in the casino itself. I once I said Michael Jordan came in to my table one day. I literally, I mean, that was mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. Um, but again, they told me I couldn't do it, and I said thank you. That's all there is to it. Um, being a magician, I learned. I didn't do much actually performing as a magician because right afterwards was when I started physical injuries. But I studied it, and now I teach online. I teach magic online. Um, I've worked for the government again. I've I've done a little of everything, but what I have to tell people out there is thank them for telling you no every single time. Don't just if they tell you no, don't just say okay, I'm going to do it. Thank them for it because they're the people who actually push you hard enough to go do it. Um, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Um, you can ignore them all you want, but. Everybody who told me no, I personally thank, and I will do that from now on. And that's that's all that's all you can do, man. Uh, be be thankful, be be grateful that you've been able to accomplish what you've accomplished, and absolutely um, just keep just keep just keep defying the odds. Just keep showing people that, um, regardless of disability or obstacle you face in life, um, you can you can achieve any 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 goals, you know. I the key is anybody, to have a positive mindset. Yeah. Anybody who, you know, who tells people that they can't do something, go watch a Special Olympics event. I will tell it to everybody. You go watch a Special Olympics event. You see guys trying 10 times harder than any national athlete to do what they love to do. And win, lose, or draw, they come out of there with a smile on. So that's what I would tell anybody. Anybody who is struggling with, you know, people telling them no. Go watch a Special Olympics event. Go go volunteer at a at a home. There's a home here in Orlando um, called the Russell House that our church goes to every Thanksgiving. I mean, sorry, every Christmas. There's like 40 kids, or I say the kids. Some of them are in their 50s. They live their life, and they have nothing. They have no parents, no anything. We go in there at Christmas time. Their faces light up like there is, like like it's magic. It's absolute magic. Um, I've se I've seen you do your podcast. You're you're one of the strongest people I've ever met. Um, you would never let cerebral palsy get you down. You're an athlete. You're a you're a man. You live alone, which is a lot of people with disabilities are take the easy road out, and you know just try to get help all the time. But you're an inspiration to me, like there's no other. It's it's um. It's not easy, brother. Like I, I, like I had taught before. Like, you know, I talked about being, you know, three sport athlete, uh, winning, winning, you know, winning championships. And it's not all about that. It's about the people that you surround yourself with that help you get to that point. You know, yeah. All the training, all the hours, uh, you know, going through sweat and tears. You know, and I still to this day, I still keep, you know, still keep active and still keep in shape for one day. You know, I'd like to return to hopefully active competition. So we'll see. You know. Yep. Uh, 
now I just recently met you, David. And I, did you ever compete in Special Olympics? I actually did. Um, that's where I won my three state title. That's where I won my three state titles. Excellent. What sport? Uh, I was a cyclist. Cyclist. All right. Excellent. Well, I won the uh, the championship in my, um, I guess, in my county in in Florida. It was mm -hmm. a seminal three years in a row. I was beaten until until my fourth year, which I suffered a uh, a knee injury, but I still I still competed, but I didn't make the podium. But you got to yeah. realize, you win some and you lose some. Absolutely, and that's one of the other greatest things that ever happened in my life. It was in 1991, our team for soccer, uh, unified soccer. I want to say this one thing. Those of you who have never seen unified sports, it's one of the greatest things ever made. I don't know how familiar you are with unified sports, but unified soccer has six Special Olympians and five high school and college players on the same team. And what they do is they, um, they bond them into one society where everybody is the same. And I think that was an absolutely wonderful thing. Well, that year in 1991, we actually won this, our state tournament. So we qualified for the World Games in Minnesota. And we got there. Our division had our team from Connecticut, a team from Texas, a team from Sri Lanka, and a team from Brazil. We got there and you know, we started practicing and the Brazil coach over, comes over and said, we want to bring a guest out to play with us. We said, that's fine. Pele came out. Pele is the greatest soccer player probably ever to live in the world. Um, he is the Babe Ruth of soccer. We actually got to play against Pele. That, was the ultimate dream of that. So Special Olympics can make dreams come true all over. We got to walk out with Arnold Schwarzenegger in the opening ceremonies. Um, Arnold, awesome. Wow. Arnold's mother-in-law is the head of Connecticut, was the head of Connecticut Special Olympics, Maria Shriver. Or, sorry, Eunice Shriver. Um, Maria was Arnold's wife. Um, and so, yeah, we had dinner with him. That was absolutely amazing. Um, Special Olympics really changed my life big, too. Again, though, it's not just athletics. Um, any aspect of life. If you want to do something, if you want to find a job that you're working hard at, if you want to find just an activity you want to do, I love karaoke. I'm a karaoke junkie, literally. I was scared to death because of my social skills till I told myself, you know, I just got to work at it. You have to work at it. it. I'm going to say things will not come easily to people with, with disabilities. You need to put in the work yourself. If you put in the work yourself, great things will happen. Exactly. That's all. Um, it's all, at the end of the day, it's all on you. You know, you got to take responsibility for yourself. Um, you have to do yourself a favor and just try. Try. And, and if you fail, you fail if you succeed, great, you know, but at least you tried. Absolutely. Let's see what else is there we could talk about that we haven't, uh, let's see, talked about Special Olympics, talked a little bit about professional Actually, wrestling. Actually, I want to mention, I'm, I'm glad that, I guess, I don't know if it's technology or just the time found out about Asperger syndrome, but when I was younger, no one knew anything about it. 
I give all the credit in the world for the everybody in disabilities within like the 60s and 70s when they didn't have the, the, the knowledge, the technology, any of that. It's easier now, but I'm gonna tell all those people out there as easy as it is, that makes it that much harder because everybody is able to do the same amount as you. You have to work harder to be that much better. And that's what I tell all my friends with disabilities, work harder than the person to your left, the person to your right, you'll succeed. Exactly, man. You gotta, you gotta give, uh, like, like the. I remember this quote that The Rock uh, always says: "Be the hardest working, be the hardest worker in the room." Yep. Let your voice be heard. You know. Yeah. And have absolute love of what you do. Um, I want to just quote a little parable. Um, anybody who loves Kenny Rogers knows the song "The Greatest," but um, a lot of people don't know that song. But it's one of the greatest stories ever made. And it's, it's, it'll probably take me like two minutes to talk about it. This little boy, he's like seven years old. He puts on his baseball cap, grabs his bat, grabs his ball. He tells mom, mommy, I'm going to go. I am the greatest baseball ever. Come watch me. So he goes out in the field. And first thing he does, he tosses the ball up. And he swings with all his might. And he misses the ball. Boy's still smiling. You know, he says, I'm still the greatest, mommy. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And he does it again. Strike two. He says, mommy, I am the greatest. I'm going to do it. And he says, I know, son. I know you can do it. And he throws the ball up. Strike three. So he looks down a little bit, a little dejected. But then he looks up smiling. And his, and his mother goes up to him and says, son, it's okay. I, I, you tried your hardest. Mommy, you don't understand. I just struck out the greatest hitter of all time on three pitches. Now I'm the greatest pitcher of all time, too. So that's, that's a cute, cute parable. But the moral of that is if you do find something you love and you struggle with it, find an aspect of it that you absolutely love and that you're good at and work on it. Find an aspect of you that you're not good at and just keep working at that, working at that. No matter what, find something in what you love that you're good at. The rest will come in together. That, that, is, that, is, um, that is awesome, man. You know, it's, that's what it's all about. Uh, just finding uh, something you're passionate about. You know, you're, you're, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, management, find that role that you're good in. You know, find that, find that niche. Yep. Uh, so, uh, what is what is one thing you would like to, uh, I guess, let the listeners know to help them overcome their struggles in their life? Uh, first of all, don't call them struggles. Uh, just call them next in lines. I guess you could say. Um, keep positive, and that's very hard in a modern day society where. A lot of people don't understand or they understand and don't care to, uh, you know, don't care to alternate this. So alternate is the wrong word. I'm sorry. In a, in a society where people don't want to join people with disabilities, be the one in the front. Be the one who teaches them. Be the one who shows them that, you know, we're, we're fine. Don't expect handouts. You're not going to get them. Be the one who hands out the things. Um, 
I go to uh, I go to a lot of different ham homes in the Orlando area just to do volunteer work because I know how hard it was growing up. I had a very nice family life, but I know how hard it was not to be able to do things you wanted to do. Remember where you came from. Always remember where you came from. Always be the first in line. And don't be hard on yourself. Disabilities, it, I'll, I'll be real about this. Disabilities are real. You're, you're not going to do as well as others. Um, you can try your hardest. And if you do as well as others, wonderful. You have to realize you can't get upset when um, things don't fully go. Um, you have to be strong. You have to be powerful. And you have to know your limitations. And I'm being honest about that. You can try, if you get over over happy, over, over strong, you get let down sometimes. Know your limitations, but exceed them. Exactly. That's all, that's all you can do. Just uh, limit, limit yourself and do the very best that you can. Uh, give it your all and just um, just be happy. Just be grateful for what you have. Uh, I'll count your blessings. Absolutely. Count your blessings for sure. Every day. Don't, don't be afraid. Um, don't be afraid to meet people. Don't be afraid to be proud of you. Just, I, I mean, like I said, I met you for the first time on the bus that one day. I had a wonderful conversation with you. Don't be afraid to meet new people. Don't be afraid to meet new things. Um, one person you meet changes to two, which changes to four, which changes to eight, and it just grows. You know, you know what would be would be very very interesting is uh, definitely I I like to eventually down the line whenever you guys start I guess um, I guess touring again and and wrestling and they start having you know I guess limited capacity in shows I'd like yeah. to maybe sit in and and see you guys uh, perform you know maybe okay. go to a show that'd be wonderful I will talk to the owner about that yeah for sure. You know, because um, I'd like to see, I'd like to see you, um, have you ever, have you always been a heel in, in wrestling or did you ever turn face? I was a heel about three quarters of the time. It's hard being a face manager. It is so easy to make people hate you. It's hard to get people to like you. Um, we had a, a, a storyline where um, I was autistic. Literally, it was, I was a... I was an inspiration to others, but the heel manager basically took me and whipped me around and do other stuff, try to be like him. And that was the only time I really did face manage. Most of the time was done as heel. And I like that. I like to make fun of myself. I like to laugh at myself. Humor is all my life. Everything in my life is humor. And that's that's all you can do just to embrace your uh disability and embrace your flaws that i do like pe people sometimes question question me like you know why why are you always like why do you always laugh about your your disability and shouldn't you be upset about it shouldn't you be angry and i'm, I'm like no you know you gotta you, you have a disability you have a gift use it to your advantage yep you, now, may I ask, how do you use cerebral palsy to your advantage? Well, the way that I see it is, is you know, uh, by using it to your advantages, um, 
use it as an opportunity to educate people about it. Um, use it as an opportunity to, I guess, bring about a little bit of humor. Like, I don't know if you've seen uh, the comedian Josh Blue. He has yeah. several palsy. And the crutch of his, of his comedy is his CP. Yeah, so I try to cut my palsy. He's drunk. Yeah. You know? I don't have cerebral palsy. I'm drunk. I actually saw the concert of that. Yes, Josh Blue is amazing. Yeah, I, that's 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 what that's how my personality is. You know, I, sometimes I'll crack a joke about you know my yeah. my disability or just in general, and he, people think people think it's it's hilarious, and some people think it's like wow, why do you why do you uh, like depreciate yourself? And I'm like, it's not depreciating when you yourself are cracking a joke about yourself. You know, I don't know if you accept who you are. You know, that's even better. I don't know if you ever heard of Jerry Jewell. No, I've never, heard, was, of I've never heard of him. She was no, it's a it's a lady. She was on Facts of Life. She had cerebral palsy. Um, she was the first cerebral palsy comedian basically out there ever. She was hilarious. Um, because she didn't let people make fun of her. She didn't care. Um bullying nowadays with and it was easier when I was younger. There was no internet. There was no cyberbullying. Yeah, now it's now it's really easy easy to, to kind of for someone to uh, make fun of another another human being. But for, I've been fortunate enough to where I've never been um, in that position, so to say, like drastically, because pe- people I've learned to change people's perspectives and their their mindset, you know. And I've made them realize, you know, it's not right to make fun of somebody with disability when you when you absolutely don't know what their story is and what what they've been through. Yep. You know, if you take the time to listen to them and learn about them, then you know you'll know what they've been through, and that way you won't think negatively about them. Yeah. Um. Now with me with my Asperger's syndrome, one of the things I use to my advantage for is, um, well, for one, when I find anything I like, I obsess. I learn every single thing about it. You can ask me any question about the things I like, and I can pretty much give you an answer. Um, I'm obsessed with strange things. I am obsessed with the number 99. I don't know why. It just happened one day I got obsessed with that number to the point where I can multiply any four-digit or five-digit number times 99 in my head in a matter of 10 seconds. And people say, that's impossible. No, I just, it just stuck there. I don't know why. I don't know how, but it's stuck there. Um, 1,486 times 99, that would be 147114. It's, I, I'll do it in my head like that. And it's that sort of answer. I mean, I don't know how or why. Um, but I use that. I use that for different ways of thinking. Um, different ways of thinking sounds, sounds kind of disabled, but it's actually, I took a college class before I even knew I had autism and um, creative analytical problem solving. And the first day we walked into class, the teacher said, you can all go home when you write down 300 uses for a dead elephant. I'm like, huh? It took That's me funny. eight hours to find 300 uses for a dead elephant, but I did it. Um, 
if you think differently, it doesn't mean you're thinking wrong. Um, it just means you're thinking different. And that's a, that's a real gift if you're able to think differently. And it's a gift that most people with disabilities are able to do more than people with abilities. Because I, from what I've seen, a good portion of people with abilities are lazy. Uh, very few disabled people I know are lazy. And if they are, I try to work with them to get them out of that mode. Yeah, I mean, uh, to, to be honest with you, like um, we tend to uh, work uh, twice or even three times as harder as most people. And um, you, and and when it comes to employment and job opportunities, that that's you can definitely see that in the workplace. Like you know, you see somebody who is fully able-bodied, who doesn't have a physical or a, an intellectual or developmental disability. And um, you, they, they work harder than them. And you know, that's kind of, that says a lot. Absolutely. My friend, David, this has been a wonderful experience. Definitely. I, have, I have doctors coming in right now. De definitely, thank you for being on the show. Thank you very much. I, I, it was an absolute blast. I'm looking forward to see you again. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care of yourself. I will.